two, one. It's that time of the day. Welcome to the 4th Street Sports Show, an award-winning student podcast covering all things Golden Eagles. Welcome everyone to the 4th Street Sports Show. It is your host, Smooth Oss, with the gang, Charlie, Jackson, Dima, and Nathan in the corner. And shout out to our producer back there, Sky, man. Sky was our producer last year, uh, before, uh, last semester, and he's back with us. So everybody, give a shout out to Sky very fast, man. Yeah. It's always good to have the smooth guy on, man. Sky is a smooth dressing dude, man. Just, uh, <laughs> just to shout him out a, a little bit right there. But guys, it's the first day of classes. And I'm not going to lie, it's a pretty drowsy day. Because, I mean, it's raining outside. Who wants to go to classes in this type of weather? Who wants to go to classes at all? Yeah. I, I don't, I, nah, it, <laughs> I don't think it's <laughs> subject to the weather. I, mean, yeah. I don't think it is either, man. It's just one of those days, man. And, of course, we start class on a Monday. I, I don't recall the time that nah, we started on a Monday madness. in a minute. So, it's pretty. It's a pretty weird week. But, hey, classes have started. Um, it's a fun energy around the campus. If you definitely go in the union at that, wherever you go. But it's still a rainy day. Uh, Dima walked in here a little bit, a little wet, I will way. say the fresh <laughs> this afternoon looked like they opened up an insane asylum and then just let them roam free and go eat. And it was yeah. just people everywhere. And I was like, I just want a salad. I'm sorry. You know, so, but anyways, yeah, it was some crazy problems. lines in there, too, man. First world problems. <laughs> man, everybody's looking out for their self, But man. we just go here for the sports. So. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Of course, man. That's what we are about, 4th Street Sports. So, uh, just a quick wrap overview of the show. We have an interview uh, that Dima did with uh, Frank Gore Jr. Um, that happened last week after uh, fall camp concluded on Saturday, which was a fun time because uh, that means that the season is less than two weeks away. I, I mean, guys, I'm ready. How about you? Yeah, September 3rd. That's all I can say. Actually, <laughs> You have football this weekend, week zero. Yes. Cool. Wow. Nebraska yeah. and Northwestern and Dublin, Ireland. Uh, mm. Wait, what? That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just waiting yeah. for September 3rd. Yeah, let's get September 3rd. Definitely. Let's get September 3rd. I'm not going to watch it, though, man. You, you can't beat a yeah, game. Why not? Why would you watch Scott Frost in Dublin, Ireland taking on the Fighting Wildcats of Northwestern? Yeah, you can't beat that. But, guys, um, just a quick overview. Like I said, we have an interview with Frank Gore Jr. We'll get into our eagle eye, and then we'll give our flowers. And we will talk a little bit about, well, not a little bit, a lot about fall camp since it just ended. But without further ado, I'll let you take it away, Charlie, as we transition into our eagle eye. Yes, there are sports going on and not in Ireland. Soccer <laughs> opened their season against Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College this past Thursday and won nine to nothing. I thought it was a weird coincidence, but they turned around and lost nine nothing to Auburn. That's called karma right there. Yeah, so <laughs> a week of very highs and lows for the Golden Eagles. Um, a crazy t- statistic from that game that they lost. The Tigers outshot Southern Miss 28 to four. Um, when you look at that, that's just wild. So hopefully they can bounce back from that because they got a bunch of SEC teams on their schedule to uh, start the, their season. So one and one though, that's how you look at it. Yeah, moving to volleyball, they begin their season this Friday in the Crimson Tide Invitational at Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They first play former CUSA opponent UTSA at 10 a.m. and then follow that up with McNeese State 
at 330. Last year, UTSA, the Roadrunners were 8-16 and in 2021, including two shutout losses in Hattiesburg against the Golden Eagles. Magnese State, 18-11 and last year in the Southland Conference. So that'll be an interesting contest. And then they finish against Alabama Saturday at 3 p.m. to conclude the Crimson Tide Invitational. Alabama was 10-20 last year, including a 3-2 victory over Southern Miss in last year's Crimson yeah, Tide that was Invitational. That was a nail biter right there. I was actually watching that live. Yeah, I remember that. It was cool. We got to interview the volleyball coach last uh, yes. last week. So yeah, and go back and listen to that on yeah, your podcast last, last week. And yes, Dima, I know you and I have talked about it. Let's talk about this new scene more. Yeah. So I saw the tweet. Obviously, they just revealed a new look for the face of USM, Mr. Seymour. Uh, I, I saw the tweet, and you know, I think Charlie, what did you tweet? Is something like well, I said, great value, great value Seymour. version. <laughs> but I will say that we saw the Seymour at on Saturday at the fall camp scrimmage thing, and it wasn't as bad as it looked to me first look on Twitter. Yeah. So, so what do y'all think? Um, I have to agree. I don't think it was that bad either. I mean, you guys kind of made it was like, oh my god, what is this outfit? But, but it wasn't It wasn't that bad. I, I kind of like it a little bit. And you know, with different mascots and things, they grow on you. So, I think this is just something that's going to grow on us. Just you know? to me, it looks like the Iowa Hawkeye mascot when I Got first saw it. For that and they, yes. that's exactly why they had to change the logo. Like, the actual mascot itself looked like the, the Iowa Hawkeye. But once I saw it in person, it didn't look as revealing is yeah, that yeah. I think um, it's a little bit more kid friendly I think that's what they're going for but yeah. um you know if an opponent sees that but I mean if an opponent <laughs> sees <laughs> not Alabama's mascot is I mean they're not going to be in yeah, like an <laughs> elephant waving you know, his little I mean we don't want to scare the, the kids either though, though, you know, that's true. and I think Seymour was kind of scary for a mascot like he was fierce looking so you know if it's for the kids it's good we're not going to hate on it yeah. is it for the kids don't fix what ain't broke that's that's what I'm thinking Looking at it initially, it looked way too yellow. I thought it looked like Woodstock from Charlie Brown, <laughs> Snoopy's friend. But seeing it in person, it matches the shade of gold that Southern Miss wears. So really, it's that whether or not you like the shade of gold that Southern Miss wears. That's really where the debate lies. If you I, like it, then you're mm, going to like Seymour. I can see like, get Woodstock to. like going to the top of the stage and just <laughs> falling down. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a great analogy, actually, Jackson. But moving on, speaking of Seymour, that means that football season is around the corner, guys. As you know, Charlie just repetitively said <laughs> September the 3rd, September the 3rd, it can't come fast enough, guys. Southern Miss fans are excited. They are excited. Um, and we're two weeks away, guys. Uh, the camp ended. Uh, fall camp just ended this past weekend, as I said, Saturday, uh, with a has uh, with where uh, the Hasbro community got to see the Golden Eagles for the first look, first time before the season. They had like a fan fest going on there. Seymour was there. Yes, Seymour was there. The kids were there. What's Everybody talk? was there. <laughs> and uh, the football players and uh, and athletes, they got to sign uh, sign autographs and poster boards. So that was a great time for the Hasbro community. And we were there, of course, Saturday. Um, and we we learned a lot throughout fall camp, guys. Um, specifically just on quarterback play. Uh, that was a big thing that uh, headlined and was a big thing that we talked about. But without further ado, um, let's just play this rap that Charlie created for us. Um, so let's listen to the last story right here that we got on the route. Charlie, take it away. The Golden Eagles turned to the start of the season just two weeks away after their work in fall camp. 
Fall camp saw the return of familiar faces to the roster and also the emergence of new players who made their mark. Head coach Will Hall said it was a successful camp and the team will now watch the tape and work on cleaning their game up. You know, we've had a really good fall camp. We've got a lot of guys that have really grown in this time, a lot of young guys. And, you know, we'll transition now and, and start getting ready for Liberty. And uh, we got some things we've got to clean up and get better on. The defense shown throughout the camp, but there was a tale of two scrimmages. On the first scrimmage Tuesday, the offense had trouble completing passes. Hall said it was the worst offensive day of the camp. And come Saturday, starting QB tie keys and the offense were on another level. And uh, it was great to see him have a good day today because that's the overall, you know, for us to take the next step as a program, we got to get back to being a quarterback driven program. Now we played great around him, right? We did some good things around him, but uh, Ty's a great kid. And I, I don't know if I've ever had a day where I didn't enjoy being around him, you know, and, and enjoy coaching. The question now is if the unit can stay healthy so all the puzzle pieces can come together. The defense may not have had their best showing at the last fall practice, but the group showed their chemistry, growth, and new talent through the camp. Ole Miss transfer Daylon Gill was one of those newcomer standouts who has already embraced the Nasty Bunch mantra and is ready for week one. You ready to hit somebody else yet? Oh, yes, of course. Definitely ready to hit somebody else. <laughs> Can't wait to sit some third comes. The first game will be no easy task for the Golden Eagles, and Hall noted the team's underdog status. He said they will have to make sure they are fully prepared for the season opener against Liberty on September 3rd. And Tuesday, we're going to keep sharpening our blade and also start getting ready for Liberty. And because uh, they're a great program now. I mean, you talk about one of the top group of five programs in America. I think we're, you know, underdogs in that game and we should be. Uh, it would be a, it would be a monumental upset for us to be able to pull that off at home. So we, we've got to we got to put everything we got into it. This has been Charlie Luttrell with Demon Mixon for Southern Miss Radio. That was words from Dalen Gill, Coach Hall, and more guys. Um, that last line, I just want to talk about that. Um, he said that it would be a, a monumental victory uh, to defeat Liberty at home, guys. What do you What do you guys think about that? Uh, since, you know, the Gold Eagles are preparing now for uh, Liberty uh, with less than two weeks. Um, just tell me what are your thoughts on that last line, if y'all don't mind me asking. I mean, you remember from last season, one thing about Coach Hall is he'll always keep it real. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he knows that uh, Liberty is going to be a really tough task. But, I mean, you look at Miami, those first two weeks, I think they're scheduled for a reason. Yes. Um, so Miss fans are excited, but that's the top of the top competition that you're getting this season. And to start off with that, I think that, you know, gives you your best at the front. So, you know what to expect later in the season. You can be fully prepared. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at Liberty and, you know, it's only a three and a half point spread. So if, if Summers did win, it wouldn't be a quote unquote monumental upset. But I think you remember, you know, back in 2020, what happened out there in Lynchburg. And yes. then you're thinking about just the, the strength of Liberty is their defense. And so when you think about that, you think of the strength of Liberty being on their defensive line and being their linebackers and their secondary is pretty strong. Like Southern Miss is going to have to score if they want to stay in the game. While the Nasty Bunch and everything are great and they've looked really well in practice, mentioned Dalen Gill, we mentioned uh, Swayze Bozeman, all these players who were seeing just flash and fall camp, they're going to have their hands full. You know, this is a really talented Liberty matchup. So I think just Will Hall's recognizing that. And um, just on the forefront, this is going to be a big win if Southern Miss wins. Um, it, it, yeah, so that's kind of what I think. I think I agree with him. On paper, it may not be a monumental upset, but it would be a really big boost if Southern Miss actually pulled that game off. Yeah, like you said, I don't think it would be a monumental upset, but it is, in fact, a game that, you know, we kind of expect Southern Miss to lose that game. They have a chance. It wouldn't surprise me if they won, 
But Liberty definitely has the better chance to win. You look at Liberty, who they're bringing in, they've just done it. They have more experience at the top. They have a good program on the rise right now. And they bring in Charlie Brewer at quarterback, who they named that today. Dima tweeted that out. Um, he has a lot of games under his belt. but 10,000 yards of offense. Yeah, and his stint in Utah didn't end the best, but he's still very talented. He brings experience and poise that Ty Keyes does not have. So it'll just be interesting to see. And you look at Hugh Freeze. He's obviously a proven winner. Say what you want about his past. But, Southern Miss alum. Exactly. But... He's proven, whereas we like Will Hall, but he hasn't proven it yet, at least at the D1 rank. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and uh, I think you guys hit it on the nose with that one. I don't think it would be just a monumental victory. Uh, but I do think that starting off the season with a win, with some traction, that could do a lot for Southern Miss right now, especially, you know, how they ended last season with the two wins. And we know uh, what happened in 2020, uh, 56 to 35 loss. Um, so it would be a huge, huge, um, it would be a huge, huge um you know, monumental, not mon- I almost said it myself. <laughs> I got sidetracked, guys. But it would be a huge victory to start off the season. And then going into Miami, we know that's a tough task. That's, yeah, I won't say near impossible, but Miami is a, a power five team ranked uh, in the top 25 already, guys. So we know that they are a strong, strong team. And like you said, uh, defeating a, a good program, which Liberty has been for the past couple of years, um, will be a lot for Southern Miss. And it would be, um, something great to write on the resume for this season right now, you know, to gain that traction. And to move on from that, uh, I'll let you take it away, Dima. But uh, just talk about fall camp, man, and what you've seen. Uh, specifically, let's talk about the defense, and then we'll get into the offense because everybody knows Ty Keys is going to be the starting quarterback for right now, and we'll see what goes on from there. But talk about the defense, man. I don't think we talk about the defense enough. Yeah, I think the best the best way I can show you how good the defense has been in fall camp. Now, outside of last Saturday where Ty Keys was like 3-for-3 three for, three for 206 yards in the start, but the defense did not allow the the – the offense to score in the Tuesday scrimmage until the sixth, I believe it was the sixth drive, mm-hmm. uh, fifth or sixth drive. Fifth drive. And so, like, that's your first, second, third, first, second, third teams doing it twice. Um, and uh, Tilla Knight, the safety transfer from Ole Miss, he's looked strong. We've talked about Dalen Gill. He's looked insane. It feels like every time they handle the ball off, he's in the backfield. And then you have the linebacker core that's really strong. They're just a strong unit, and they're well-coached by Coach Armstrong, who we actually had on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, They're just such a strong unit, and they don't get enough credit uh, for how strong they are. And um, as you'll see when we get into the predictions, that I think that they'll even have a chance to be stronger this year than they were last year. And last year, in the beginning of the season, they were ranked, like, in the top ten of of rushing defense. Yeah. Um, Something, sorry to cut you off, but I have this written down because Armstrong mentioned it to us about still they were nationally ranked at the end of the season in some of the uh, categories. First down defense, number two in the nation. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you're you're bringing back lots of those key guys to the unit and then adding guys like um, Knight and then Gale. You know, that's – I've read your prediction, Jackson. I I know you got something to say about the defense, but I think the defense is definitely – they say defense wins championships, but last year, you know, you saw the defense got relied on too heavily, and then I don't think any defense can withstand that amount of, you know, pressure that Southern Miss did last year. Yeah, and they kept them in every single game. Mm -hmm. Like, Southern Miss had a realistic shot to win most of their games outside of the UAB and – um, North Texas game, um, but like when they went to UTSA, they almost won that game. Yeah, 
And UTSA was undefeated. Yeah. You guys definitely make great points about the defense, and I'm not here to try and be a Debbie Downer or anything. <laughs> Obviously, the defense is going to be good, but I would say maybe let's temper our expectations just a little bit. Maybe let's not call them the nasty bunch just yet. From what I've seen in practice, obviously on Tuesday's scrimmage, they were unbelievable, unbelievable. But on Saturday's scrimmage, I saw, we saw success from the offense. What I saw was a lot of missed assignments and mm -hmm. poor tackling early on. Now, in the third down period, they, you know, they, they stepped it up and stopped the offense, excuse me. But what I've seen is just a little bit of inconsistency at times, which yes. is hard to see. And maybe the, we thought the defense was so good last year because the offense was so poor. So we had to see some positives in something. But the defense, I'm not saying they're going to be bad. They're going to be pretty good, but maybe not as good as last year. They're already starting to have some injuries. Hayes Maples, the leading tackler from 2020, he is out. And defensive back D. Baker is set to miss some games this year. So it'll just be interesting to see. And they they had one of the strongest, I think, if not the uh, top-ranked pass defense in CUSA last season. Um, and that was saying something, too, because they had some games where they lapsed. This is natural, but... Uh, when we were asking Coach Hall about, you know, some the coverage going on because the receivers couldn't catch, uh, was seeing if that was just, you know, missed, like, drop balls. There was plenty of drop balls, but we were just trying to see how the coverage was, and he was saying, like, outside of a couple guys, you know, they were getting kind of burned and stuff, so mm -hmm. we saw that Saturday, too. That was before Saturday, and that's what made me worried is because – um, we had seen all throughout camp defense, 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 and then out of nowhere, like that was a completely different yeah. offense. Saturday. I feel like Will Hall opened up the playbook, playbook, <laughs> playbook a little bit more. Um, yeah, and so because like they ran, they ran, they ran, they ran a beautiful wide receiver seam route. So what they did was they moved the one. They had two wide receivers, Karis Kasten and Antavius Willis, on one side. Antavius Willis would run a post to bring the safety with them, and then they'd ran. Jacarius Kasten on a drag route and then seam right up the middle. Mm -hmm. So it confused the, this linebacker to come to, to guard Antavis Willis, but they'd have Jacarius Kasten running free up the middle of the field. And all Tyke says to do is drop it and spread back because it's, it's a 70 yard touchdown. And they did that twice. Yeah. So uh, it was just Will Hall opening up the playbook more, in my opinion. And than maybe Austin Armstrong and defense had a They were taking yeah. shots when before they right. weren't they even weren't throwing the ball. Shots, yeah. yeah. I think a, a lot of that was too. Um, also, a difference between Tuesday and Saturday was that we saw more motion, you yep. know, guys, you know, confusing the defense, changing those sets to get con guys confused and get them out of their their uh, their track that they were set on at first. Uh, so I think that was uh, one of the reasons too. And 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 to go back to your point, Jackson, um, you it, it it's kind of a valid point, and we'll have to see. Uh, I don't, I don't want to just you know what I'm saying just go all in on the point yet, but. It is kind of a valid point that you brought up that, you know, the defense, it's, it's, it's been inconsistent, you know, during fall camp. But the thing about it is also is you kind of want to see that, though, because if it's just defense just one-sided, winning everything, you're nervous about the offense. I, I think that we saw a, I wouldn't say a great balance, but I think we saw a balance there that was kind of encouraging, especially for us 
um, throughout the fall camp, defense was just basically whooping on, on the offense. We, we saw it consistently, defense, defense, defense. And then offense came on in that last week or so. So that was kind of refreshing to see that we had the offense come, um, come on then because the whole time, you know, before that, it was simply defense, defense, defense. So it, it is kind of refreshing to see that inconsistency, inconsistency just a little bit with the offense and the defense a little bit because it shows that, okay, this team is not just one-sided. I think if the fans had seen Tuesday's scrimmage, they yeah. would be a lot less um, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. hyped than they are now. Cause, Tuesday but was, it was yeah. different for us to see that because that wasn't what we were watching the whole time. And that's yes. kind of what made me think. I know yeah. you're saying that's a positive thing, but it's like, what were we watching the whole time? Yeah. yeah. But I think every, you know, each player is still figuring out everything. Um, so we'll we'll just have to see. You really can't determine much, but yeah, that's the that's the hard thing about fall camp too. Yeah. Um, you can't determine you can that just... much until these guys actually go up against mm-hmm. right. you know the real opponents, Liberty, Miami, um, until they you know actually go up against other opponents outside of themselves too. But you can see who's been able to flash. Yes. And, um, yes. I know we have some names kind of on the top of that list. Yes, um, casting was one. Yeah. Uh, especially uh, that Brownlee was out. You know that last week or so the carries casting was a, a huge component was you know of course the number one wide receiver he made a, a lot of plays i think he had three touchdowns in total um am i uh correct me if i'm wrong two? three three he had two two, two. okay he might two. have had three two okay yeah but he had he had two plus <laughs> if i'm excluding the third but um he's gonna be if they can get brownlee yes. back um he's gonna be just a huge component yeah. because I think he just he's just perfect in where they put him in the slot at least they did on Saturday I don't know mm-hmm. if they'll actually keep that but just those seam routes he was doing this he, he, he's, he almost scored on a slant route that he just beat the linebacker yes and, and he scored on one of those slant yeah. routes yeah. too yeah having to guard him and Brownlee at the same time right. would be huge for uh, opposing defense and having to deal with Frank Gore Jr. and Ty yeah. Keith's running ability. Yes, and, and the, the rest the of the running back core. Right. I was gonna say Zanari my star, Dean. my star of the camp. If I was to pick one, yes. would be honestly Kenyon Clay. Yeah, he's like looked good. Of course, Janari Dean yeah. looked insane Gennari, too. Yes. <laughs> so yes. there, there are a ton. I guess we're talking about the offense now. Yeah, there, <laughs> are, tons, <laughs> there are tons of skill players that they have. Um, lots of them were getting you know banged up during camp. Um, lots of them were out, so we didn't get to see the full offense. So that was another thing. Tuesday, you know, they were missing lots of those guys. They still were Saturday, though. But I, I really am excited for that running back room. I think that's going to be, if they can get the blocking um, yes. and keep healthy, that, that's a dangerous running back room. Yes, yeah. and, and especially talking about the blocking. Um, that is kind of a concern that I have uh, just for now until we actually see it is, you know, based off last season, the offensive line progressed. Uh, they got better, during, especially when the Superbacks came out, of course. Um, you saw a lot of lanes open up. But there were, you know, there were times in the beginning of the season where we were like, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? It's as simple as that. So my question is the biggest concern for me is the offensive line. How's the blocking and how's the pass protection going to hold up? And can we see a lot of those huge holes open up as they did? against uh, Louisiana Tech and FIU. So I would say see. from what I've seen in practice, the offensive line run blocking has been nothing short of phenomenal. There have been numerous lanes for backs to run through. Frank Gore, he played the first series on Saturday scrimmage, and then they let some other guys mm-hmm. get depth. You had Janari Dean break off a huge run. Uh, 
Dijon Richard broke off a couple. Yes. So I've seen numerous lanes that you could drive a vehicle through from the <laughs> offensive line in the run game. I think pass protection's still a little suspect. Tykees mm. has looked uncomfortable a lot of times throughout camp. But the run blocking, hey, it looks good. And that's one thing about Ty, though, uh, you know, Coach Hall was saying is that when he does, you know, when there's pressure on him, he's going to run for it. <laughs> and uh, that's where a lot of his success was last season. You would see the difference between him and Trey. And Trey had some runs, too, but Ty was really scrambling, was fast to get out of there, especially against Alabama. I remember that. Mm -hmm. You know, he came in and they were moving the chains because of that. So I think... You know, what I think fans can be excited about is I was on the sideline on the defensive side when it was like back-to-back -to -back touchdowns, mm -hmm. and the defense was shocked because before they were kind of like, come on, guys, you got to give us a better shot. Mm -hmm. So they brought that heat Saturday, uh, and defense was kind of shocked. They kind of regathered, you know, composed themselves. But there are guys on this team that can make plays. It's just, you know, whether they can get these puzzle pieces together. Of course. Yeah, and I wonder if they're going to – I don't think they will, but I wonder if they're going to let Ty Keys be live at all during fall camp because you'd think that the first time he's going to get out there and do run the offense, you'd think you wouldn't want it to be against Liberty. But yeah. I don't know. That's a question we'll have to see coming up. But we'll be back uh, from a break. We'll play a couple songs, and we'll be back with the Frank Gore interview featuring the great Dima Mixon. <laughs> Back with you guys in a few. This is Mo Dog. That's really what it is, bro. This is 4th Street, and we got Mo Dogs on 88.5 this year. What's going on? It's Dima from 4th Street Sports Show, and I'm joined here a special guest, Frank Gore Jr. Uh, Frank, it's your third season now in Southern Miss. Could you just talk just about your past two seasons and what you've changed from then, what you've experienced there, and then now, what, what your excitement going into the next season? Um... Our first two years, we had a lot of up and downs. My first year, you know, we had a, uh, a lot of coaching changes, so that did something to the team mentally, but it also made us stronger. And then my second year, you know, we had a lot of guys go down. Uh, a lot of players showed that they could step up and play bigger roles. And then now I'm just looking forward to having everybody together, having a, a coach, having a coach who puts his time, and, and then having Takis. You know, Takis, he's a battler. He got hurt last year. But I feel like that's a guy who's going to lead us to the promised land this year. And I'm very excited for Takis in this program this year. Yeah, and one of the things last year that kind of, like, changed <laughs> everybody's uh, view of you is the super back. Uh, could you just talk about what it was like to be quarterback last year? And everybody just seemed to get behind that. Behind that, Now there's, like, a position named the super back. Now they have shirts called home of the super back. Could you just talk about it? Uh, the super back, it was made on the fly. Coach Hall, we were struggling. And... We needed something, and I told, I always told him I was there for him. No matter what, I was there for the team. So one Monday, he called me up like, uh, we know you played quarterback before, so we're going to need you to do it. And I was all for it because I know the ball in my hand every play. So I know the ball. we have a great chance of winning the ball in my hand every play. So I was excited for it. Uh, the guys right behind it, and I feel like we, we could run it this year. I feel like hopefully we run it and get it back into the playbook. Yeah, and just talk about your preparation for this season, your goals, um, what you want to see in this team this season, and just talk about what you've been doing to prepare. You're two weeks away from Liberty. Uh, in the offseason, I've been working with Coach LA, trying to get my body right, uh, making sure I can stay on my body so I, can, I don't have the little nagging injuries throughout the season. And then uh, Liberty coming up in two weeks. You know, they're a proven program. They've been ranked, I think, the last two years. And I feel like it's a great opportunity, not only for me as a player, but for the team to just show that we belong and we're for real this year. 
Yeah, and you talked a little bit about Ty Keys and just what he means to you. It looks like y'all are always out there talking, high-fiving, hugging. Just talk about his uh, friendship to you and just what he means to you, and especially as you're his number one back. Uh, Ty Keys, that's like a baby brother to me, you know. Uh, he always asks questions to see when I see. Uh, I always tell him feedback on what I think was out there. And then me, just knowing how confident he is, I have to tell him next play because as a quarterback, things are going to happen. And he's young, so and I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks. I've seen a lot of coaches. I've seen a lot throughout my time here. So I just try to tell him, keep going because we need you, and we're only going to go as far as you want to lead us. Yeah, and just looking at the schedule, obviously this is the year, you know, you transition to the Sun Belt. You have a ton of great teams on the schedule, but I'm looking specifically at that Miami game. Obviously you grew up there, um, you, you know, just talk about that, what it's going to mean like to play on that field and play against that team. Uh, I mean, it's a blessing to always play, but I feel like not only for me, but for my teammates, we got a chance. Uh, they're ranked this year, and they're ranked pretty high. They have a lot of buzz going into their name, but we fear no one. We scared of no one. So we ready to go down there and give them our best shot, and I feel like we have a great chance to win that game. And uh, your dad was talking about on uh, Sports Illustrated magazine, he was talking about when he was at the Dolphins, he loved to uh, watch you play when he was playing for the Dolphins. Can you just talk about your dad and just what he means to you and just how you play? Because yesterday Coach Hall said that you – you play like your Frank Gore, and you love that aspect of it. Uh, at first, my dad's like my brother. You know, he always there for me. He's like my brother, my friend, my dad. Like he's there with anything. Like if I'm having problems off the field, he'll tell me like what he think because he always been he been through everything I'm going through right now. So he just try to keep me level headed and give me like the right steps. And then playing like Frank Gore, I wouldn't say I play like my dad, but. I'll say, like, I understand the target on my back, and I understand everyone wants to, wants a little shine off me. So I'm ready for it, and they better bring their best shot coming at me. Yeah, and you've gotten a lot of national attention, like on ESPN and CBS and stuff like that. Last year, especially when you were playing quarterback, just talk about just how you uh, deal with that, just the national attention of being Frank Gore's son, but also, also being your own self and being your own self as a back. I mean, uh, it, it's not pressure, really, or it's nothing really to it because – Coming here, I knew what my goal was. My goal was to win a Conference USA championship, but now it's a Sunbelt championship, so we haven't been successful yet, but I know we're taking the steps to it. I know I'm blessed to have the all, everything going around me, but I just know that my main goal was to always try to get my team to win and win every game. Yeah, and Coach Hall's talked about that attitude is everything uh, motto and it praised you for being really behind that. Could you just talk about just what that, that means to you and just what Coach Hall means to you? Uh, Coach Hall, man, that's my guy, you know. Uh, he's with me through the ups and downs. He he tells me when I'm wrong. He tells me when I'm right. Uh, he just talks me through everything. So I'm all the way in Mississippi, you know. My family's back in Miami. So he's someone I can really trust now that I'm down here. And, you know, I can call him for whatever. And I feel like our bond grew throughout the time, the first spring to now. I feel like it's going great. And finally, just talk about, just give a message to the fans. What can they expect from you this season? What can they, what can they expect from the team this season? Just a message to the fans. Uh, I feel like we could expect a physical team uh, for the offense. I know we're going to expect a bunch of explosive plays. Uh, and I'm really excited for the team. I know we're a bunch of hungry guys. And I know we all want the same thing. So I'm really excited for this team. I hope you all be there September 3rd. Frank, thanks so much for joining us on 4th thank, Street. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listening to 4th Street, you are. Ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of the show. We're now giving flowers. And welcome.
Welcome back to the 4th Street Sports Show. It is your host, Smooth Oz. And you know what time of the day it is. We're coming to a close. It's our flower section. And uh, just to highlight a, a couple flowers, just to highlight uh, last week's interview with Coach Hazelwood. That was her song choice of the week, Warren G. Regulate. And we played Young Boy earlier in the day. That was Frank Gore's uh, choice song of the week, too. Uh, Proof. It was part of his new album, so... Um, that was just some of the uh, the athletes and coaches' favorite songs of the week. So we just had to shout them out and give them a flu, a few. I said a flu, a few flowers. I was about to take off like an eagle right there, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will probably do my screech later on, so y'all probably will see me fly. But without further ado, let's get into our flower sections. Our flower section. Uh, starting off with. Ilana Izquierdo. I've got better, Tony. Yeah, I can yeah. pronounce her name now. I feel yes. great about myself. That was All a right. nice little Mexican accent. Right? Yes, well, actually Colombian. So. Colombian. Yeah, well, Colombian. Exactly. Yeah, let's not get it wrong. Well, she had an admirable, admirable stint. I keep thinking of other words right now, but admirable stint in the under twenty World Cup Championships in Costa Rica, where she represented her country. Colombia, guys. Um, they uh, knocked down the powerhouse Germany in the first uh, first game of their actual um, round or whatever. So they actually ended up in the final eight, guys. They ended up in the final eight but lost to Brazil right there. That was a uh, nail-biter 1-0 on Saturday, so she's coming home. we just like to give flowers to Ilana for her, her, her just phenomenal uh, stint there. She did yeah. a, a great job, guys. She she'll, did a great job. She'll definitely there. be uh, on the uh, national team in a couple of years. Yes. Definitely. And, I mean, I can't wait to see it. She's definitely a, a transcendent talent, uh, transcending talent right there. I'm using big words right now. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. I'll hand it off to you now, Charlie. Go ahead. So, yeah, Flowers, former Southern Miss receiver Tim Jones, who I'm pretty sure you all saw the highlights last night. He led all Jaguars receivers. Um uh, in the last game with five catches for 70 yards. And also, Quez had some um, a pretty nice play, I think. Uh, you know, people are kind of catching on to his name. I think he's going to have a pretty big season if they can get their passing game going. <laughs> and also, yeah. we want to give flowers to quarterback Nick Mullins, who was traded from the Raiders to the Vikings for a seventh-round pick uh, in 2024, so kind of, I'm not going to say a bag of chips, but <laughs> that was re reported <laughs> by Tom Pelissero, and I just want to say congrats, because if uh, a team turns down Tom Brady, then I don't think they know what a quarterback is, so, yeah, yeah. it's not a moment of silence I, for that. No, yeah. That, that was an interesting report. <laughs> but, Who turned down Tom Brady? You didn't hear that? No. Oh well, we we're not we're not you know NFL show, but a report or well it was actually Dana White they were talking. Um, Dana White I think said that they were close. The Raiders were close to coming on a deal with Brady and Gronk. Oh wow. For our view viewers that didn't know, and Gronk basically confirmed it, and it basically went back to when uh, Tom Brady was on the yeah. shop and said uh, about this team that he's yeah. close to signing with. Right. Yeah, apparently the Raiders backed out of it last second. They fumbled the bag, bro. Yeah. As we say, they fumbled the bag, man. But I, I see sad, it. sad time for the yeah, Raiders, some, bro. Some fans were pointing out that um, last time South Miss quarterback played for Minnesota, it was Brett Favre. So. Hey. <laughs> and he did some pretty good things there. He did. He did. Except one Super Bowl. 
But he did. <laughs> he got close though. He did. He got he interrupted did. by the sun. The mountain can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's all the flowers we got this week. We just wanna um uh also so actually I'll be right back. You can you can continue the shout. Ah, well, Charlie's leaving us, guys. He'll be right back. He's making a return in a little bit. But just to end things off, man, um, like I said, school school has started now. Uh, the first day of the fall semester, and, man, it was a rainy day. Adima, I see you got something right fast, man. Go ahead. Yeah, and for things to end the show, I just want to make sure everybody knows we not forget our season Am predictions. Nope. <laughs> Not forget our season predictions. We are definitely going to get to them next week. So just be looking for it. No, what is going on here? You take it over, Jackson. Are we singing? Yeah, we are. All right. No! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear small. Happy birthday to you. Oh uh, man, I did not know what was going on. I was like, okay, Tardy's leaving us. Uh, and we'll just end the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Where's he going? No, I'm not spot. I didn't even tell, but yeah. Oh man, uh, that was completely a surprise, guys. I did not know that was going to happen. Thank it, you, guys. It was Smooth Boss's awesome birthday a couple days ago, so we had to pay our respects. I was yeah, thinking, man, he has to go to the bathroom pretty bad. <laughs> I was like, dang, I hope you don't blow <laughs> up in there, Tardy. A nice chocolate cake <laughs> from Walmart. Can y'all see it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Splurge and dogs. I will, quality. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, man. So uh, for the viewers out there and the listeners, I turned 21 on uh, this past week on the 18th. So thank you guys for that uh, special, special Perfect. birthday song. Yeah. That was completely out of surprise. I did not know what was going on. <laughs> but um, I guess I'll just end it off with a... Um, I guess a birthday wish, I guess, or a, a blowing out the candle with my my special sign off, guys. Already? Yes, yeah. yes. Let's Drum get a birthday roll, please. <laughs> 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 yes, sir. Twenty one. Twenty one, man. Thank you, guys, for listening or watching on the stream. We'll be back as always on Mondays at five on YouTube there, and always Mondays at five on WSM. 88-5. Back with you next week. We cannot wait to get this football season started. Let's go. Play the jams, man. Three, two, one. This has been the 4th Street Sports Show. Tune in next Monday at 5.